0: Welcome to 2022, it is a fresh canvas with 365 days of new possibilities, 52 weeks of deciding who you want to be and what goals are going to make your life more meaningful to you. But if you're like most people, the motivation to reach those goals starts to fall by the wayside around Valentine's Day. The statistics are grim. Over 80% of goal-setters give up on their New Year's resolutions by mid-February. And why is that? Is it laziness? Is it a lack of discipline? What I see in my own coaching practice more often than not is that most people are setting goals that are misaligned from their own soul. Now, I know that sounds a little airy-fairy, but as always, I'm gonna break this down in very simple terms. This week, we're gonna kick off the new year, giving you the three goal-setting traps that are gonna sabotage your success. Plus, I'm gonna give you three questions you should ask yourself before you commit to any new goal in your life. Welcome back. What is an amplified life? It's having amplified relationships with people who support and encourage you to be your best. It's having amplified energy to conquer the challenges of the day. And it's having an amplified career, one that's meaningful to you, the world, and your bank account. I'm Dan Mason, Life Reinvention Coach, helping you discover your calling and create an amplified life on your terms. This is the Life Amplified Podcast. No matter what you were celebrating or not celebrating uh, over the past couple weeks, I do hope the holiday season was a tremendous time for you of reflection and restoration. You know, you you really got to take that time to cocoon for a little bit, to shut down, to rest up. Because if you're going to create the amplified life that you want with more money, more impact, more love and fun and connection, you're going to need energy to bring your goals to life. So you know, I hope we're ready to hit the ground running. One of the things that I just did in my own community over in my Life Amplified Collective group coaching program was a FIRE uh, New Year's goal-setting program where I taught everybody step-by-step step the process that I go through each year. That's helped me create anything meaningful uh, in this coaching business since I launched it back in 2015. It's the same process I used to create this podcast, which made a huge splash globally and debuted number one on iTunes. Uh, it's the same goal setting process that helped me 6X my income uh, when I really blew up my practice in 2018. And it's also the same goal setting process that we use to crush it and hit some big lofty goals out of the ballpark in 2021. And while I'm not going to take you through the whole goal setting process here, because that is something I reserve for my clients. There is an exercise that I think can be very meaningful for you. And that is to do some future self journaling. I actually learned this uh, from my friends, Chris Winfield and Jen Gottlieb. So one of the things that I've started to incorporate is to write a letter to myself one year in the future Uh, And then I seal it up in an envelope. I don't even look at it until 365 days later. But what I do in that letter is really honor myself and love on myself and congratulate me for the goals that I reached, you know, which seems a little ludicrous because you're congratulating yourself and writing down all these things on paper that haven't happened yet. But that's really what an amplified life is about, right? It's being that alchemist who can you know, create something tangible and meaningful and important, basically from thin air. So in my future self journaling, in the letter that I dated here, January 1st, 2021, it says, Dear Dan, I'm so proud of you. It's been the biggest year of your career in life. You've been committed, self-integral and disciplined, and you booked 50 television appearances serving an audience of 50 million people your empathy wisdom and humor shine through in every interaction and interview and you know i i look at this and i kind of laugh like the audacity to think that i was going to book 50 television appearances when i did zero the year before i had no publicist i had no connections to get in with any of these uh television producers whether it be at the local or national level and yet I opened this letter up on New Year's Eve, and I couldn't help but smile. Now, full disclosure, I didn't perfectly hit that goal, but I will tell you what I did. 41 television appearances that, as far as my team and I can figure out, reached an audience of 14 million people, and that was so exciting, and it felt very soul-aligned, not from a place of me trying to be famous or be a celebrity, that's not what this is about, and I know that there's sort of like this movement happening within the coaching industry that I call the red carpet culture. (laughs) It does seem like a lot of people in the spiritual and personal development world are chasing fame for fame's sake. But this for me was all about impact. It was just about how can I find platforms beyond this podcast to reach more people So being able to speak about things like men's mental health and talk about career reinvention at such a relevant time when we're in the great resignation and people were quitting their jobs left and right uh, was such a gift. And it felt like the highest and best use of my abilities and my skills. And because those goals weren't just from a place of vanity or trying to make myself feel like I'm important or enough. Uh, I think it was easier for me to hit them, and there was a real deep sense of fulfillment once I did it. And when you think about the goals that you've set over the course of your life, how many times has there been something where you, you set a goal because you're trying to prove yourself? Or you're setting a goal because you think if you cross this invisible finish line to get more money or the next job or another relationship, somehow it's going to fill the internal void that you're going to feel enough. And isn't it funny that you can reach those goals too, because wherever we put our focus, that's where the energy flows. We can manifest those things. And then you reach the goal and you still feel empty. So what I really want to make sure today is that we're setting those soul aligned goals that you're doing things that are really going to add meaning to your life. And there are three questions that we need to look at in order for you to do that. So I want to start out this week with question number one, and this might seem a little stupid on the surface, but go with me. Are the goals that you're setting this year for you? Or are they for other people? And, you know, the automatic egoic reaction is to be like, well, of course, Dan, I'm setting these goals for me. Why else would I set it? And notice, though, how many times in your life you've set goals that are from a place of sacrifice, where you're giving up yourself to help someone else achieve their dreams. How many times are you setting goals That are really more about trying to save or rescue other people, to take care of other people, even if it's at your own expense. I got a coaching application just uh, this morning from someone who's been a longtime listener here to the Life Amplified podcast and listen to what she shared. And I want you to start to get curious. If this resonates for you, she says, I've raised my children successfully. I've helped my husband and numerous other people make their dreams come true. But now I'm stalled in how to help myself. And this is what I mean, that a lot of times we're setting goals that aren't even for us. I had a woman who came to me in my coaching practice last year, whose number one goal in life was she wanted to help her husband get sober." And you hear that, and it's like, oh, that's that's really sweet. That's a family in pain, and she wants to help her partner. But can you also understand what the frustration would be in a goal like that? Number one, she has no control over his sobriety. And this is a woman who was the breadwinner of a family. She was a very high-achieving CEO. So she's footing the bill for these recovery programs and for therapists and sobriety coaches But yet the goal was just trying to keep him propped up. And underneath it was sort of a denial of the things that she needed. She needed a partner who was going to step up and be an equal so she didn't feel overly responsible to take care of the family. She needed a partner who was sober at night who could hold space for her so she could talk about all the things and the frustrations and some of the wins that she was experiencing in her career. She really wanted that presence. But all of her goals, rather than doing things that would move her forward, were all about trying to get him to change. And that's ultimately something that you're never going to have control over, whether it be your children, your spouse, your family members. This is why the holiday season is such a trigger for so many of us. I'll give you one more case in point about a coaching call that I did recently Uh, with someone very high achieving, uh, very successful person who has a special needs daughter. And what he wanted to do was open a center uh, that would give his daughter the care that she needed and for other children and parents that were like her. And this person, he went and got like a $2 million loan to buy a huge building. And they staffed this up with extraordinary teachers. And of course they have, you know, found the students to enroll in this program. But the goal was actually for his daughter. And I'm not saying that the goal is bad, but I will tell you in coaching this person at the end of the year, after doing all these things, he felt bad. He was tired. He was burned out. He was stressed. He was taking on a ton of responsibility that was not even in his own zone of genius, managing payroll, doing job interviews, and yet this person was really a creative who wanted to be writing, but out of this sense of duty to be a good father and to give his daughter the care that they couldn't find elsewhere, invested all of his energy into this center, which was very successful That left him feeling exhausted, empty, and even a little bit resentful, as much as he loves his daughter. So that's what I want you to think about right now in your life. When you start to list your goals for the coming year, who are they for? And this isn't to say we need to become self centered dicks in our life and make everything all about us. When I look at some of the goals that I have for the coming year, they're very much about serving you as a podcast listener and serving the clients that I work with internationally and creating more coaching programs and options and avenues for me to impact a greater number of people. My my life and my business is all about service, but it's connected to me first because the work that I do when we put out these podcasts, when I'm creating videos, when I'm doing TV interviews, when I'm working with people one-on-one or in groups is truly my life's work. It's why I believe that I was created by God was to come here and just be a transmitter for this message. It's not even my message. There's nothing that you can go back and listen to all 160 plus episodes of this podcast. There aren't many things here I've invented. All the teachings here are rooted in thousands of years of spiritual wisdom and, you know, personal growth practices that have been around forever. However, I just function as the lighthouse. You know, what does a lighthouse do? It shines into the night and calls wayward ships home. My life's purpose is to be that lighthouse, to shine brightly. So hopefully, as you listen to these episodes, uh, you start to create a path And find a way to come home to yourself. So I'm very intentional each day about, you know, never stepping into my coaching practice from a place of trying to rescue people or a sense of obligation. In fact, I usually spend the first two hours of my day with all sorts of self-care practices that connect me to myself and my higher power so that I even have the energy to show up for you uh, over the course of a year. So that is question number one. Are these goals even for me in the first place? And if you're not happy with the answer, if you're like that woman who submitted the coaching application who's like, my God, I'm raising my children. I'm helping my husband get what he wants. I'm helping my friends get what they want. I don't even know what I really want. Now's a great time for you to get some support to explore that and to figure out what would that look and sound like in my life? How would it feel for me? to actually put myself and my purpose first. The second question that I want you to consider, and this is another big goal-setting trap for people, are my goals coming from a survival mindset or are my goals something I'm called to by love? I've talked about this concept in the past on the podcast. Many people are sitting away from goals, instead of towards goals. Now, what's the difference? Well, the away from goals are goals that are simply trying to move away from pain. These are the people that say, God, I want to get out of this soul sucking job. I want to get out of debt in the coming year. I want to lose 30 pounds so that, you know, I'm not overweight anymore. It's usually about running away from a pain point. And while away from goals can certainly work, at least in the short term, they're very hard to sustain over time. Because as you've heard, ad nauseum and personal development, where your focus goes, energy flows. So think about where the focus is in these away from goals. It's usually on soul-sucking job, it's on debt. It's on lack of money. It could be on lack of love in a marriage or relationship. It could be on loneliness when people are like, well, I just don't want to feel lonely this year. You know, I just want to find a social life so that I'm not lonely. But just feel into that for a second. Doesn't that just feel heavy and gross? And what are the emotions that come up for you when you think about the job that you hate, or the weight that you need to lose, or the debt that you might be in. If you're like most people, it's shame, guilt, sadness, feelings of not-enoughness, and that is a very hard emotional state for anybody to manifest from. Remember, it's our emotional state will create behaviors. You're going to take very different action in your life if you're waking up each day feeling fat, feeling broke, feeling uninspired, then if you wake up excited. And if not excited by the current conditions of your life, at least excited about the possibilities that you are moving toward. So the real key here is to shift away from these survival based goals. Because when your life is just about survival, God, I want to get out of debt. You know what happens with a lot of people who set that goal? is they work and they hustle and they grind and they burn themselves out and eventually they'll pay off the credit card or they pay off the student loan. And then within two to three years, they find themselves in the same amount of debt, if not even worse off than they were before. Because the nervous system is just like, got to escape the threat, got to escape the predator that's out here chasing me. If it's a debt collector or you know the, the uh, cholesterol level on their yearly physical... So they do just enough to get out of danger, but then because there's no vision pulling them forward into a state of thriving, they revert back to what they're used to. So what we're talking about here is you creating goals in your life that you are called to by love. Or you could also look at this, if that sounds too hokey for you, what are the goals that are actually going to help me thrive? And I've talked about this before, but it, it bears repeating when I was 40 pounds overweight at rock bottom in my life in 2012, you know, I didn't I quit talking about goals about losing weight. I tried to get clear on what's going to excite me. I was like, I want to feel optimized and primed and energetic when I wake up every day. I want people to feel my confidence and my energy. When I walk into a room, I want to turn heads. You know, I was in the middle of like getting divorced from a toxic marriage. So yeah, there was part of me that wanted to stick it to my ex-wife. And I wanted, you know, if she went on my social media page when I started dating again, I wanted her to see me with some really attractive women, which (laughs) meant that I needed to take good care of myself, right? It wasn't trying to get about six-pack abs or any sort of image. We're not saying that you need to be thin or ripped or somehow in shape in order to be worthy of love. But I knew if I felt confident about myself, that that confidence would spill over to my dating life. And that was a huge motivator for me. It wasn't just about, oh, God, I'm on the scale. I just don't feel good about the way I look. It was like, no, I am excited to create this new version of myself and boom, I lost 37 pounds in 90 days. That's the value of a committed decision and really starting to build a next act for your life that is based on thriving and not just survival. You know, those of you who were thinking about your goals for this year and you were like, God, you know, I, I don't need a lot of money. I just, I just need enough to get by. That's survival-based thinking. That is thinking that is rooted in lack and scarcity. I had a friend uh, from many years ago reach out to me on New Year's Eve, and she had sent one of those time hop photos that had showed up in memories because we, were, we had spent New Year's Eve together like eight or nine years ago. And she had sent that with another picture of her just drinking while her friend and husband were making out next to her. And she's like, oh, I just hope this is the year. I'm not a third wheel anymore. And I have tremendous empathy for that. You know, everybody wants their New Year's kiss. And, you know, we're all built to be in connection and in relationship. But simply setting a goal to not be a third wheel, that's not very inspiring. That's another survival-based goal that's rooted in lack. You know, what she really wants is to have a passionate on fire soulmate that she can be making out with right next to her friend and her husband in the following year. So I want you to start thinking about where are you focused on the scarcity and lack rather than creating goals that are exciting, that represent the highest vision of your life. If you really allowed yourself to own your desires And you allowed yourself to receive the things you wanted. So to recap, the first two questions that you should ask yourself before you commit to any New Year's goal, is this goal truly for me? Or am I trying to force my will on other people or trying to repeat a pattern of rescuing or saving other people? Second question, are my goals coming from survival or are they called to by love? And the third place that you really want to start to consider in your goals is, and again, this might seem a little esoteric, but we're going to make it very practical. Are my goals set from a place of owning my divinity and my wholeness, or am I just chasing another goal that I think will make me be enough? Social media over the past you know 10 to 15 years has just created a culture of keeping up with the Joneses. You know, we're all just trying to fulfill that image to make our lives look great. It, it, true story, I dated a girl uh very briefly. It, it's not even like we were in a relationship. We went out on like three dates in 2021. And really great. She was a lot of fun, beautiful girl. It seemed like we were really aligned. And then after the third date, she sent me this long text and she said, Hey, I just don't feel like I'm in the same place you are or that I can date intentionally. She goes, my life is kind of a mess. She goes, I've created this image of crushing it on Instagram and making myself look like a travel blogger. But in reality, I have got so much trauma that I haven't dealt with. She had lost both of her parents a few years prior. She had never really dealt with that. And the coping device became posting inspiring quotes and lots of bikini pics and swimsuit pics at exotic locations all over the world. And unfortunately, she had listened to my podcast (laughs) after we had gone out on a couple dates. And she's like, I feel like you're going to see through the fact that my life is a lie. And it was disappointing because I really felt that that was somebody where, you know, we could have had potential to pursue a meaningful relationship. But I also have so much empathy for that because it is an image-based culture where everybody, you know, is trying to curate an image of success on Instagram, but we're chasing things to try to feel enough. Here is why that's a broken strategy, because the energy that you're bringing to any new pursuit or goal is the same energy that you're going to finish with at the end. If your starting point in your life is, I'm not enough, I'm inadequate, I'm not lovable, and you believe that you need something outside of yourself to fill the hole internally, you'll work hard, you'll get there, and then what will happen? You'll still feel like you're not enough. There's gonna be somebody else on Instagram who's making more money or took a nicer vacation or just bought a newer car or bought a bigger house than you. And the same internal pattern of comparing yourself and judging yourself is going to show up again. Your worthiness. For an amazing life is not in question because your worthiness does not come through money, possessions, or anything outside of you. Your worthiness was established the moment that you were created, that some higher power, whatever it is that you believe in, thought enough of you to give you a heart that beats 100,000 times a day and pumps blood and oxygen all through your body uh, that this thing thought enough of you to give you lungs that are expanding and contracting and keeping you alive. You didn't have to do anything to earn that. It was just yours because you're already worthy. And that knowledge can free you today because once you know that you're starting from a place of wholeness and divinity and that you are perfectly loved, perfectly lovable, and perfectly created then there's no need to strive anymore. I also want to make sure that we address this idea that if I reach this next goal outside of myself, then I'll be happy. How many times have you said, man, if I just made $25,000 more a year, if I had a new job, if I could just move my family into a nicer house and a better development, I'll be happy. And you do it, But then the oxytocin and the dopamine of reaching the goal wears off after a few weeks. And then it's not special anymore. There's actually a scientific phenomenon known as the hedonic treadmill. And this is what happens when we're always chasing pleasure or happiness, is that we get that thing in our life, right? We get more money, we get a better car, and then we start to take it for granted because it becomes an expectation, you know, the minute that you upgrade and you're making more money and now you're not going, you know, to the sizzler for the $3.99 steak buffet and you're able to go eat at the palms, you do that a couple times and now you're just used to it. It becomes an expectation, which means that you need some new hit of significance or some other object to chase to give you the same chemical release in your body and it never ends. You make a million dollars, then you're trying to figure out how to make five million. You make five million, you're trying to figure out how to make a billion. So scientists actually call that the hedonic treadmill. And that's why, again, your happiness can't be connected to the goal that you're chasing. So those are the big three goal-setting traps and the questions to ask yourself. Are my goals for me or am I trying to rescue or take care of other people? Are my goals survival-based, or am I moving toward a vision that is called to by love? Are my goals set from a place of wholeness, or am I striving to try to be enough? Because once you get out of those mindset traps that we've discussed this week, you get to fill your cup and decide what's going to be exciting for you. What's aligned with your purpose? What's going to bring you joy? What's gonna help you serve the greatest number of people? What is going to make your life a little more meaningful this year? Because you're not here to get by and survive. You're here for the joy of living. And you're not here to give to others from an empty cup. You're here to give to yourself, to experience joy in the process because that is the generator that's gonna help you show up for everybody else in your life. And for God's sake, there's nothing to prove. There's only people to serve. I'd love to know how this episode resonates for you and which of those three questions has made you look at your goals in a little bit different way. Maybe you're even going to tweak those goals slightly in the coming year. I would love to know about it. Uh, You can slide into my DMs on Instagram. Instagram. Make sure you follow me at CSC Dan Mason. And if you love the podcast and love what we shared this week, please, by all means, uh, share this with the people in your life that you love. And don't forget to click subscribe and give us a follow. Five star ratings and reviews, always appreciated as well. But it is my honor to serve you. And one more thing, by the way, if you realize you've been falling into all three of these traps, And you've been on that hedonic treadmill of thinking you would be enough with one more goal or you're just so stuck and taking care of everybody else. Maybe you've lost that connection to who you are in the first place. Now's a great time to get some one-on-one support. And what I will guarantee you is when you sign up for any of my coaching programs, however long we work together, my intention is always that you don't recognize your old life at the end of our time together. And I've delivered consistently time and time again on that promise to people who show up courageously, who show up with a willingness to think differently and a willingness to be different in the world. So if you feel like now's a good time for us to work together, go to my website, fill out that application, set up a complimentary discovery call, creativesoulcoaching.net. I love you so much. Thank you for being part of this community. It's a pleasure to serve you for another year. And don't forget, turn down the volume on your negativity. Turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live Life Amplified.